Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. It is Friday. This is what I call Faith-Filled Friday. I am here just to encourage you to lift your spirits, to make you think, to ask questions, and just to bring life and hope um, from the Word of God. And so today, I just want I want to ask you a very serious question. And the question is, do you know who you are? And I want you to think about that. Do you know who you are? And I don't mean your name, um, your heritage, um, you know, your parents, where they came from, your background, your history, but you as an individual, do you know who you are in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul, every bit of you? Another one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10. And it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I'm going to read that again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And in thinking about who we are and knowing who we are, It makes us think about who we are in Christ Jesus, as this scripture just said. We are created in his image. And so it makes me think about even the blessings of God, the promises, the things that he has already spoken over us, the things that he has already declared over us, the things that we declare over ourselves, because it's in his word. And like we've talked about before, his word is true. It does not fall to the ground. It is yes and amen. He does not lie. God does not lie to us. So when his word speaks things to us and about us and we receive that, then we understand who we are in him. We were created in his image. How amazing is that? So when I think about the blessings, it takes me back to um, several years ago um, when we first moved to Florida It's been maybe 10, 11 years now. And God gave us a challenge as a family. And I encourage you to do this, but I remember just feeling an urgency in my my heart and my spirit to go out and find a huge jar. I wanted to find the biggest jar possible. And so we we were going shopping one weekend down at Ikea um, in the Fort Lauderdale area. And um, I was just on a mission. I had to find this jar. And so I found a huge vase and um, I've taken pictures of it before and shared it on social media. But this vase, it just seemed like it was going to be big enough, if not too big. Um, But we were going to use this. And what it was for was so that every single day I had a little stack of papers, either ripped up, cut up, whatever it was. Didn't matter where we got it from. It could have been a piece of tissue, but whatever we could find and some pens or markers and every single day. Before that day was over, we had to write down a blessing, something that God had done or had shown us throughout that day, something great that had happened. And it was to cause us, my husband and my daughters and I, to really start to focus on the positive and the good things, being able to recognize that God is in the big and in the small. It doesn't matter what it is. And so every single day we started to write down our blessings and it was Simple things. Even to this day, I can go reach my hand in the jar and pull out a piece of paper from seven years ago, probably. And it will say, um, it, it will be one of the girls, um, 
thank you, Jesus, for um, giving me pizza for lunch. You know, I mean, it was just, it seemed so small and so insignificant to most, but it was so important and so special to them because it may have been something out of the ordinary. It could have been something that doesn't usually happen. It was a treat or whatever, you know, the, the case was. Um, there were There were strips of paper that said, thank you, you know, Lord, for letting my mommy or my daddy come eat lunch with me at school. Thank you for giving me the best of friends. Um, thank you for letting us go to Disney yesterday. I mean, it was just their heart just pouring out. And so Chris and I, we would do the same thing. And of course, our blessings were different. You know, it was, thank you, Father, for answering that prayer. Thank you for um, helping us to find a new vehicle. Um, our truck had broken down, you know, shortly after we had moved here. And so there was so many things. <clears throat> and so we would write these blessings. And it got to the point where when people would come over, they would get curious. Like, what is this jar? And so we would share the story with them. And um, especially the girls, when they would, we would let them share with their friends, you know, let them explain what it was for. The friends would say, well, can we write something to put in the jar? Yeah, sure. Of course you can. Go right ahead. And we never really paid attention to it. But as, as the years went by and we started pulling those pieces of paper out, there was um, there were strips of paper from their friends. And when I opened it and I read it, my eyes would just well up with tears because these little girls had written down things like, thank you for your blessing of good friends and neighbors. Thank you that... I get to write my blessing on this paper and put it in uh, Mr. Chris and Miss Jennifer's jar. So simple, but so much gratitude and love in those little pieces of paper to see that it was touching other people's lives and in that it was touching our life. You know, it was it was a blessing to us to see other people reflecting on the goodness of God, even in these little children. And so as time went on, um, I began to think, well, this jar is getting really full. It's filling up fast. And I was so tempted to just go ahead and, and empty that jar out, maybe put all the pieces of paper in a box that we could keep and start over. And as soon as I had that thought, I remember God taking me to the verse that says, um, Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know, what an amazing scripture. But we're so used to seeing the middle of this verse about good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. There was a song we used to sing in church, um, and it, those were the words. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But the beginning is what really stuck with me this time. Because it says, give, and it will be given to you. And it was so true because I cannot tell you how much this jar of blessings has not only been a blessing to us as a family, but has blessed so many other people. To this day, that jar sits on um, our sofa table, and it's there. And although we may not put blessings in it on a daily basis, it is one of the beautiful things that we do is we walk by and we grab something out to reflect 
and to really look and see what God has done. Because a lot of those pieces of paper and those blessings that we wrote down, some of them were prayers. And we read them and we go, wow, God, you did that. You came through. That was something that we were just speaking out of faith. You know, Lord, thank you for this because I'm believing that it will be done. Right? We were just speaking those words. And to find and to read it and then go, wow, but you did that like two years after that. And we would date our paper. So if we saw that it was 2015, we'd go, wow, 2017? We were praying for a house. And here we are sitting in our new home. You know? And so it was amazing to see that how powerful our words are that um, our our prayers were being answered just in us giving thanks and praise beforehand, ahead of time, out of faith, and then to go back and see it and say, wow, it happened. You did it. And I shared with you how I couldn't bring myself to pull any of those pieces of paper out. And one of the things that I love watching now is seeing those blessings spill over, just like the scripture says. They start to spill over as we dig our hands in there looking through, and we have to take our palm and we have to press it down again. Just like the scripture says, we press it down. And as time goes over, it starts to spill over again, and we press it down. It's the same way that God continues to fill us up, and we overflow. We overflow with his love and his mercy and his grace and his joy and his presence and the encouragement to be able to share with others the goodness of God. So I started this post with one of my favorite verses, and I'll read it again for you. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I love this verse for many reasons, but most recently, it's become a word I remind myself of constantly. We are his design, created in the image of Christ to be like Christ and do great things on this earth. Because whether we believe it or not, God already had the blueprints of our life drawn up and the plan written down. Our purpose was etched in the fibers of our being, never, never to be altered or removed. But we must choose to walk in that purpose. It's a choice. So I ask you again, do you know who you are? I do. But I didn't always know. And at times I thought I knew. But not until recently did I realize who I really was. And recently, I mean like in the past, maybe eight, nine years. But before that, I thought I knew who I was. There were many times where, you know, I strayed or I got lost or I got confused or I was frustrated or I was trying to figure out what it was that I was supposed to do. And I felt like I could do so many things, but I couldn't really pinpoint what God wanted for my life or what he wanted me to do, where he wanted me to put my hands, which gifts and which talents he wanted me to operate in. I was all over the place. And a lot of times I was feeling insignificant or like I didn't matter. Or people wouldn't listen. Nobody was going to listen to me. You know, um, what do I have to offer? And so we tell ourselves these things. And we begin to speak the things that are not true about us. And we begin to believe them when we should be speaking the things that we know God has said about us. 
It's like a child feeling so inadequate and so insecure or a teenager. And you have that one person in your life, whether it's your mother, your father, a grandparent, a teacher, uh, a pastor, a boss, someone who actually begins to speak life to you. And it's a battle and a struggle to try to figure out, you know, are they telling me the truth? And no, I don't really feel that way about myself. But eventually, the more that they that they pour into you, the more you begin to believe these truths and you begin to throw out the lies. The lies that the enemy wants you to believe about yourself. But you are great. You were created in his image. You were created with a purpose. You have gifts. You have talents. You have abilities. There is a reason why you're on this earth. And so we have to discover and find out who it is that we are in him and our purpose in life. And when we truly know who we are, then we can begin to operate. I want you to listen to this. But many people will try to tell you who you are. Many people will try to tell you who you are. They may even try to change your God-given plan. But know that God's plan always eliminates the inaccuracies of man. And you need to hear that God's plan always eliminates the inaccuracies of man. No one can tell you who you are but God. But they will try. They will try to tell you who you are. And a lot of times they will try to dictate to you who you are because sometimes it may just make them feel better about themselves. It's an ongoing battle. It's a struggle, even in them, even in themselves, because they may not know who they are. To know who you are, you have to know where you find your identity. Your identity, this is the qualities that make a particular person different from another. It's what makes you different from another person. What makes you different from everyone else? There are so many scriptures in the Bible about our identity in God. And I want to encourage you to go and study them on your own. Just do a search. You could even just do a Google search. um, Scriptures on identity. Or scripture in the Bible on identity. Just search it up. But there's so many scriptures about identity. But there's one thing that will rob us of our identity. And that is our insecurities. When we allow our insecurities to cause us to shrink back, we begin to forget who we are in Christ. Those insecurities are what make you feel like you are not worth anything. You don't have a plan. You don't have a purpose. And you begin to shrink back, shrink away. You shrink away from speaking life, not only to other people, but over yourself. We have to begin to speak to ourselves. We have to begin to remind ourselves of who we are so that we can lift ourselves up because sometimes there may not be anyone around to lift you up when you're feeling down. But if you can begin to speak the truth and the word of God that says that you are special, you are great, you are important, you are purposed on this in this earth, then you begin to lift yourself up in the strength of God, the strength that God gives you to get up to dust off your knees, to wipe everything down, to stand up straight, and to keep moving forward. And when we have strength to get up on our own, and I'm and not meaning um, our own without God, but our own just 
not worried about everybody else, not concerned about what they have to say, what they think about us, but we can get up and just continue to walk and walk right past them in love, right? Because it's not their fault. They're struggling with the same thing that you are, the same thing that I am. But we get up daily and we begin to, we begin to speak those truths about ourselves, and we walk in our purpose. So what is your identity? What makes you different? Know who you are and walk in the character of Christ. And knowing who you are will launch you into the purpose that he has already written for you. It will literally launch you into the purpose that he has already written out for you. So I want to, I want to encourage you today to make a list of all the things that define who you are and that makes you different from everybody else. Take just a few minutes to sit down and to make that list. Write down everything that you know about yourself, everything that makes you different. Everything that you're striving to be, to be greater. Because we're not going to look at the negative things. I mean, life happens. Things happen. There will always be something trying to pull you back and pull you down. But write down the things that you know are true about you. What makes you different? What makes you special? Because there's a lot, I guarantee you. But Sometimes we just have to dig deep to find it. And many times we don't know how to speak positive about ourselves. Many times we, we, all we hear are the voices and the words that have been spoken to us. You know, being a teacher and um, being in ministry for so many years and being around children and teenagers and seeing the hurt, seeing the confusion, the frustration, the not knowing what to do, um, feeling like they're not good enough. All it took was a few simple words of encouragement. Many times that's all it took to lift their spirits and to get them running off again, laughing and enjoying life and seeing a reason for why they were there. And we struggle with finding the positives because all we hear is what was spoken to us. All the things that people thought about us, all the things that... um, were said about us behind our back. You know, all of the things where people didn't believe in us, where people saw us as one thing only, where people thought we would never change. I can go on and on and on. But that is their opinion. That is their inaccuracies of us and who we know ourselves to be. So make your list. It only takes a few minutes. Write down your list. Do you know who you are? I am a child of God. I'm living on purpose with a purpose. And I'm so excited about being as different as possible from the rest of this world. To remember, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do great things, which he prepared for us to do before we were even born. 
And I know many of us may know this scripture already, but Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I don't know about you, but I could care less about what everybody else is saying. I can care less about what man has to say about me because my father in heaven said that he get he has plans for me to prosper and plans and he does not have plans to harm me. He gives me hope and he gives me a future. So I just want to declare that over you. You walk in your purpose today. Know that he has a plan to prosper you. He will never harm you. He will never have anything negative to say about you. He will never talk you down. He will never push you down. He'll never toss you in a pit. He is the only one who can give true hope and a future. He is the one who has spoken life over you. And so go and be prosperous. Be filled with joy Be happy today. Know who you are. I know you know who you are. Write it down. Speak it to yourself and believe it. And I will talk to you next week. God bless.